Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone and welcome into this episode of La Liga Lowdown. I'm your host Drew McTeer and I'm here to bring you the latest episode in our series looking at all of the clubs in La Liga, every one of them. In this episode, it's time to tell the story of Granada Club de Football, one of my favourite club stories actually because there's been so many twists and turns and because there's been a lot of success stories in recent times. Let's start this episode off then by listening to a few of the most momentous moments in Granada's history. In the Estadio Santiago Bernabéu van a jugar el encuentro final del Campeonato de España Copa de su excelencia el jefe del Estado, el Barcelona y el Granada. Con ellos forman frente al palco presidencial los finalistas juveniles del Sevilla y el Barcelona. Una acción que iba a aprovechar también Ángel Montoro ante la pasividad de la defensa visitante para culminar la gesta una temporada histórica de matrícula de honor que acababa con el primer pasaporte europeo de la historia del Granada. Final la orquesta. Y finalmente adentro con este disparo those were some of the highlights of Granada's history. We heard a clip from their one and only trip to the final of the Copa del Rey from the night they qualified for Europe for the first time, a more recent one, and also of their first Europa League goal. But how did it all begin? Relatively speaking, Granada is a younger club than many of those in La Liga, but they've packed a lot of history into their years. Here's Roman de Arquer coming up to tell us how Granada CF came to be, after we have a quick listen of the classic club hymn first. Granada Club de Fútbol was founded in 1931, originally as Recreativo de Granada by then-president Julio López Fernández. The club started their history in winning fashion, defeating Deportivo Jaén by 2-1. They then officially entered the Spanish Football League pyramid in the regional division. They ended their debut campaign in 1931-32, finishing second to gain promotion to Segunda Regional, where they again continued their ascension up the footballing ranks, making their way into Tercera División. They then finished first and gained promotion into Spain's second tier. Spending a total of four seasons in Segunda División, they would eventually make their way to the top flight for the first time in the 1940-41 campaign. 
the Copa del Rey, known as the Copa del Generalísimo at the time, was also a source of joy for the next few seasons. Between 1941 and 1946, Granada reached three quarterfinals as well as going as far as the semi-final. However, their league form wasn't as strong, and they had to battle in relegation playoffs twice while never finishing higher than 8th. Their top flight tenure would come to an end in 1945 as they were unable to fend off the inevitable and were relegated via the playoffs. Those four seasons in the top flight did contain some memorable moments though, including a 6-0 thrashing of Barcelona. For the next 12 years, the club remained in Segunda. However, unlike previous times in the division, they spent much of that period with inconsistent finishes in the table, even ranking as low as 13th at one stage. Their cut form also took quite a stark downturn. Upon their return to the top division in 1957, the club once again had just a short four-year stint in the top flight. But in their second season back in La Liga, they made the cup final in 1959. Despite going through three coaches that season and needing a tiebreaker win against Valencia, the side finished as runners-up, losing to Barcelona 4-1 in the final at the Bernabeu. They went behind just two minutes in, but to even make the final was a success in itself. After a relegation in 1961, the club spent a few years back in Segunda before promotion again. However, they suffered another relegation in the same season, bouncing straight back up after that. They became something of a yo-yo team, before again enjoying a sustained period in the top flight alongside some more strong cup finishes. During their eight-year stay in the top division between 1968 and 1976, they achieved two of their best finishes ever, with a sixth spot in two separate seasons. In the 1971-72 season in particular, the club saw their striker Enrique Porta finish as the Pichichi winner with 20 goals. During the final run-in of that season, Granada won 9 of their final 10 games, claiming victories over both Barcelona and eventual league winners Real Madrid. Frustratingly, they missed the opportunity to play European football by just 2 points in that campaign. Their first continental adventure would have to wait, but more on that later. If the 1970s were Granada's golden period in the 20th century, then the following couple of decades were a stark contrast. The club didn't even sniff the top flight again throughout the remainder of that period. After their relegation in 1976, they remained in Segunda for the next five campaigns. However, unlike seasons gone by, they didn't go up and instead fell even further. The club had experienced consistent instability, particularly in the coaching department. In the five years after their drop from La Liga, they went through at least two coaches per season in all but two campaigns. With that, results suffered and they began sliding further and further down the table before being relegated to the third tier known as Segunda B in 1981. There was little to take solace from. They became a yo-yo team again, but this time at a lower level. The highlight for Granada of the 1980s was arguably the friendly match on November 18, 1987, when Diego Armando Maradona wore the club's famous red and white shirt. His brother Lalo had joined Granada and played alongside Diego and their other brother Hugo against Swedish side Malmo. Diego scored in what was a memorable 3-2 win for Granada. When it came to official action though, from 1988 to the end of the 20th century, Granada stopped going up and down and stayed put in Segunda B. This was a club that had enjoyed consistent top-flight football, Pichichi winning goal scores and regular knockout cup football. Suddenly, they were in the third tier and fading from the minds of the average Spanish football fans. The worst though was yet to come. It's quite the cliffhanger there from Roman, so I'm not going to keep you guessing what happened for much longer. Let's hand straight over to Paco Pollitt for the more recent history of Granada. 
The new century didn't exactly begin with good news for a Granada side which was stuck in the mud of Segunda División B, Spain's third division. Things eventually turned even more dangerous for the survival of the club when in summer 2002 they were demoted to Tercera, the fourth tier of Spanish football, for a 400,000 euro debt with its own players. Granada's manager back then, José Parejo, publicly recommended the board to announce the disappearance of the club due to its delicate financial and sporting situation. It was a four-year period wandering around the depths of Tercera, with several stages where the players underwent difficulties to even get paid. Bouncing back and promoting again seemed impossible with such instability, with local businessmen trying to steer the boat in the right direction, but without success. One of those businessmen sought the help of Lorenzo Sanz, former Real Madrid president. His son, Paco Sanz, was put in charge and finally a beacon of hope took place in 2006, when the team excelled in the competition and managed to promote once again to Segunda División B. Escaping fourth division was a nice change of pace for the club, but money was scarce and finances still withheld Granada from fully living up to their potential. That's when the Pozzo family, owners of Italian side Udinese, came in to the rescue. It was summer 2009 when the club became privately owned, turned into a Sociedad Anónima Deportiva, and two businessmen, José Julián Romero and Gino Pozzo, decided to take care of the club's debt. Two knowledgeable individuals, Juan Carlos Cordero and Quique Pina, were put in charge of the sports area and began building a squad which could finally break the curse and get back to pro football in Spain. Such accomplishment only took them 12 months, one single season. After an excellent start and finding trouble mid-season, they brought in coach Fabri González in March 2010. Two months later, in May, they beat Alcorcón in the playoff and were back to Segunda División after 22 long years. Getting to Segunda was a tough challenge enough, but remaining was going to be even tougher. So the Pozzo family invested resources in strengthening the squad even further that summer. A few Udinese players came on loan from the Italian side, including... Striker Alex Heijo, defender Guillermo Siqueira and international players Jonathan Mensa from Ghana or Fabian Orellana from Chile. The plan worked perfectly for them, building on their might playing at Los Carmenes where they won almost every home game of the season, not only playing well but also scoring an incredible number of goals. They ended fifth in the table so it was playoff time once again. In the first round, they knocked out Celta de Vigo. In the second round, a final in all but name, they faced Elche Club de Fútbol. The first leg ended with no goals at Los Carmenes. It was June 18th, 2011, when Granada made their mark in the history books. Striker Odioni Gallo scored in the 29th minute after dribbling past the keeper and a couple of defenders to snatch the opening goal. That game, with Fabri in the dugout and tensions running high, was one of the rowdiest ever. Even after seeing how Elche leveled the scoreline late in the game, Granada held back the opposition and they finally did it. Granada were back to La Liga after a long 35-year drought. So what would the Pozzo family do? 
cashing after success was achieved or try and build upon a Primera team. They chose the latter and decided to keep almost all of the Udinese loaned players in order to keep the tightly knitted squad which had emerged the previous season, with a couple of additions including keeper Julio Cesar and striker Ikechu Guuche, the squad was able to secure salvation after a rocky 10 months, including the sacking of coach Fabri and the arrival of Abel Resino. Abel was later followed by Juan Antonio Anquela in summer 2012, but he didn't make it to the end of the year and was soon replaced again by Lucas Alcaraz, a seasoned veteran in La Liga dugouts. He was in charge when Granada avoided relegation for the second season in a row. It soon became some sort of tradition in the club. Plenty of summer transfers, a less than stellar start, even more transfers in winter with a few big name signings or loans including Joseph El Arabi, Nolito from Benfica, Venezuelan Darwin Machis, Yasin Brahimi, Ruben Rochina, and finally managing to clinch a late salvation to continue in La Liga the following year. The lucky streak ended in the 2016-2017 season, which had begun with a power shift after the sale of the club to a Chinese holding named Link International Sports Limited, with businessman Yang Lisang as the new owner. Even though he wanted Jorge Sampaoli and was close to signing him, finally the Argentinian coach left for Sevilla, so Granada had to settle with Paco Gemez from Rayo Vallecano fame. It didn't work out, and Hemet was out after match day 6, a disaster season which was capped off with the signing of Arsenal legend Tony Adams as the coach for the last handful of games, where Granada could only just sign on the dotted line of the relegation contract after the greatest 6-year stint in the 21st century. Bouncing back after such an event wasn't an easy task. It took Granada two long, difficult seasons to find glory once again. Granada cut ties with the Pozzo family after over a decade collaborating with them, a new sports direction was set up, and coach Jose Luis Oltra was the first to try to get the team back to La Liga. Results trickled in and he kept Granada in the first few spots of the table until he was sacked in March 2018. The B-team coach, Pedro Morilla, was equally unsuccessful. Miguel Ángel Portugal finished the season and the team ended in the 10th place. Such big disappointment for the fans would be fully compensated for the following year, with Diego Martinez in his first big gig in a professional club after finding success as Sevilla's B-team coach. Antonio Cordon was the mastermind inside the meeting rooms and Granada soon became one of the favorite sites to achieve promotion, which they ultimately clinched in June 2019. The club was on an absolute roll and made incredibly smart signings the following summer. Veteran striker Roberto Soldado, Darwin Machis, Domingos Duarte, Granada were one of the big sensations of the 1920 season, the one forever remembered for the COVID-19 pandemic halting it in March. Diego Martinez and his men performed the miracle of squeezing into European competitions after finishing 7th. Remember, it was a team who had just promoted to La Liga and had one of the most modest budgets of the league. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. It really was incredible when Granada made it to the Europa League where they earned some really good results on the continent. The players in that European squad will be remembered for some time, but we're going to look back now at some of the club's other legends. Here's Hassan Karim now to talk us through three figures who had a big impact at Granada and what exactly it is that they achieved. Granada have long been a club that has struggled. Throughout their history, they've often found themselves in numerous battles, whether that's be just battling to exist or battling to get themselves promoted to the top division. They've always been in those fights. However, despite that, they're a club with some very rich history and some very interesting stories, some of which we mentioned here in our list are three club legends. The first legend on our list is Geno Kalmar, a former coach who didn't have the longest of stints there, staying there for just a year in his first stint. However, he did take the club within a whisker of winning silverware. It was the 1958-59 season. Granada motored their way through three different coaches, with Kalmar being their third appointment. They enjoyed a topsy-survey season that year, finishing in a relegation playoff spot. However, keeping them up wasn't his most impressive achievement. It was the Copa del Rey run. They managed to make the final, beating Valencia in a tiebreaker to progress there. And whilst they would come up short, losing to Barcelona 4-1, it was an incredible achievement for them to make it that far. He would stay on to the following season, keeping them in the first division, before moving on to Sevilla. He would eventually return again after leaving, getting them back into the top division after they had been relegated. The second legend on our list is former striker Enrique Porta. When he first arrived, he was actually forced to play as a defender for five games. The following season, his luck wasn't much better, being disregarded entirely and forced to play with the B team, despite the fact that he was actually 26 years old. However, when he was given the opportunity to play within the team regularly in his first favourite position, he repaid the club's faith in shovel loads. In 1971-72, he would go on to fire in 20 goals in that league campaign, which would spearhead Granada to finish 6th, their joint best ever finish, just narrowly missing out on European football. Alongside that, he would also lift the Pichichi Award, the only player in the club's history to ever do so. Despite Real Madrid and Barcelona circling for his signature that summer, he would instead repay the club and stay there, before eventually leaving for Zaragoza. The final legend on our list is Ricardo Martin Campos. Campos is known as the man who gave Granada the identity they have in the present day. He joined the club as a technical secretary as alongside being vice president. Talk about a workload in 1933. Following the Spanish Civil War, Granada are in danger of ceasing to exist as a club due to financial difficulties. Campos would take charge of an executive commission which would ultimately save the club. 
Under his watch, Granada would become what we know them as today. Ditching the, the blue and white of that time, he would change the club's colours to red and white. And without his guidance, it's very possible that Granada would never have survived as a club following the Spanish Civil War. So, three club legends there, a coach in Jano Calmar, a player in Enrique Porta and a director in the form of Ricardo Martin Campos. I think that's a good selection. Granada is all about everyone on every level chipping in. And into that equation come the fans too. So let's hear about the fans. Heath Chesters has been living in the beautiful city of Granada and has been a fan of the club for over a decade and a half. So he's perfectly placed to tell us all about the atmosphere at the stadium. So here's Heath on what the Granada experience is like when you live at first person. Nuevo Estadio de los Carmenes is the home of Granada Club de Football, built in 1995 to replace the old football ground that was located in the city centre and also called Los Carmenes. The name itself is a loving reference to one of the most famous features of Granada City, a city which is abundant with green spaces and hidden gardens, productive little areas with fruits and vegetables, beautiful floral displays that are surrounded by shrubs and trees. Known as Carmenes, they have been lovingly tended and preserved since the time when Granada was a kingdom ruled by the Moors. The modern Los Carmenes Stadium is located in the bustling and thriving neighbourhood of Saidin, just to the south of the city centre. It's a location you drive past when heading towards the magnificent Alhambra Fortress and palaces, or towards the Sierra Nevada mountains and ski resorts. And as you drive past, you'll see the unmistakable towering floodlights of the football stadium. Around the stadium itself, the atmosphere on match days is always unique and welcoming. There's never any shortages of places to eat and drink, with the beer and tapas flowing in equal measure. Visiting fans are always made to feel just as welcome, part of the conversations, part of the celebratory atmosphere, as their stories and experiences are shared. Granadinos are fiercely proud of their city and their football team, and they know that after visiting this beautiful city, travelling fans will always return home with a lasting impression. Once inside the stadium, it's hard not to be grabbed by a sense of awe and wonder. This may be a relatively small stadium compared to some around Spain, with a capacity of just under 20,000 seats, yet it always feels much bigger than it actually is. That's probably because of the open design, with just one covered main stand, but who would want to obstruct the view, magnificently reaching above the stadium itself? The Sierra Nevada mountains provide a magnificent backdrop to this football stage, the peaks crowned with snow during the winter months, reaching up towards the expansive blue sky. Beneath, and as kickoff draws near, there's always a sense of eager anticipation before the players take to the pitch. Then there's a roar of the crowd, and the unmistakable sound, as those 20,000 voices sing the club anthem a cappella. For me, nothing can ever top the experience of match days at Nueva Los Carmenes. It's been my home from home for the last 16 years, every other weekend when the team is playing. Granada were in the dungeon divisions when I first started going to games, slumming it in the fourth tier of Spanish football. Now they're playing in Europe for the first time in the club's history. It's with a tinge of sadness that unfortunately... During this most auspicious and historic of seasons for the club, fans can't be there to revel in the atmosphere. Due to the pandemic, we all have to watch games at home on TV, and that's never the same. 
The turnstiles remain closed for now, as to the previously bustling bars and eateries lining the streets outside, some of which may not return. Once this latest episode in our collective history has passed, Nuevo Los Quemenes will be there still, waiting to greet home fans and visitors alike with open arms. Those words from Heath there bring us to the end of this episode. Before we go, I'd like to thank everyone who contributed. That's Roman de Arker, Paco Paul, Hassan Karim and Heath Chesters. I've been your host, Hugh McTeer, and we are La Liga Lowdown. You can find us online and on social media. Thanks a lot for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 